welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there's an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me A Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show a little support with a few taps by leaving a little tip. That's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep Block Talk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC, and visit TheInTheNow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Queens got their brand ding, ding, ding on in a commercial challenge that showed us just how far they can push the boundaries. Plus, we got an appearance from super fan favorite Panjani Hills, who may just win another coveted Rube Block Talk badge at the end of this year. And oh yeah, that lip sync. It's time to talk all things Drag Race Philippines too. And back with me all the way from Belgium is David. How are you? Michael, I'm great. And uh, back uh, on the podcast from Brussels like last time. So thank you for having me. Yes, of course. Um, well, thankfully, last time I did this podcast, we already shared the news of um, some casting, but we have our cast for Drag Race UK 5 starting next week. We have our cast for Drag Race Italia 3 starting in the middle of October. Um, still no word on Canada. No one knows about Canada. No one can give me answers. I don't know what's going on. We're we not going to have any Canada in 2023. Don't imagine we won't have anything. I, I think they're just waiting that the glute of all the franchises come by and then they will um, yeah. reveal the casting. Yeah, I think they have to have it. Otherwise, who knows? Who knows? All right, friends. Apologies ahead of time. Pronunciations. I am trying to get better, but we're not quite there. And as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality production. We are showing the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, the real people get an opportunity to go on television to share their crap, but they've also put themselves in the position to discuss what is on the podcast for entertainment to discuss reality television show. Okay, we are at the final stretch of Drag Race Philippines 2. How have you been enjoying the season? Love the season. I've been loving it. Uh, it's one of my favorite watches at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think the queens are very exciting. The drama is high. The looks are great. And I don't know, the, the, the whole franchise feels fresher to me. I think there were some editing issues and production issues in the first season, even though the queens were great. But Absolutely. no, all the kinks have been ironed out. And I think it's uh, very, very nice to look at. Yeah, uh, look at is a very good thing because you can actually see the things because you're not trying to film through. Yes the set um and the the sound editing has been better even since the first episode because i was not happy with about that first episode maybe they're listening to the podcast and they heard my complaints but um they're definitely getting better with the sound and the production i there's only one complaint i have this season i i, I don't I, mama pal's not checked in she is not like she was last season something's off but otherwise it's a good season it's a good franchise the, the the looks have been the looks of from Mama Pao and her wigs have been very criticized online. Um, mm-hmm. She has said that she wanted to purposefully take a step back in the looks department, not to overshine um, the queens. But it is weird that you have the host of your franchise looking like 
like that. Crap. I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah I mean, she, it's not that she looks horrible, but yeah, even compared to the queens that she is criticizing, it's weird to see her looking like yeah. that. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, let's go through this because we have a lot to talk about. The girls scream their way into the workroom. They're all safe. Um, and yeah, it's going to be deja vu all over again, but we will get to it. The top six are still top six. They were all not anticipating the result, but they'll take it. Now, Bernie really thought she was in the bottom, while Ovi is gagged that they did a little jokey joke with them. Bernie is congratulated for the win of the lip sync. Now, this means it's a head-to-head with Bernie and Cat Cat as they each have two Rue badges. Hmm, okay. I wonder if that's a plot line we're going to see this episode. Did you really think they were in the bottom two, though? Like, they were clearly the tops, and everyone knew it's last episode. So, I mean, I don't know. I think there's a lot of acting going on. Yes. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, I, I think they knew. Like, again, you don't bring the Golden Gaze onto the show and eliminate anyone. It's not You don't do that. For sure. That being said, they should have used this song last week, and then you wouldn't have possibly had this result. But whatever. We'll, we'll get to it. We will get to it. Cat Cat tells us that back at Obar, they had a bit of a competition, but they're there to battle despite even getting closer and helping each other out during the competition. Bernie will brag she won both the mini and the maxi, and we are not going to do the mini challenge math again. It does not count. Stop trying to make it count to the overall score. It does not count. The doors Lucy Laduca has opened. And then Gabrielle Labucci trying to pick it up. No, doesn't work. Doesn't work, friends. All right, so what's going to happen next? Will they all believe there won't be any more double Shantae's? No more double doubles? <laughs> that comment's not going to age well. I will not spoil the ending yet, but uh, yeah, I I was honestly surprised at the end of this episode, to be honest. Uh, it was a, one of the rare times Drag Race has surprised me. Yeah. Hannah thought being safe, she was on her way into being the top five, but alas. Arizona's happy no one left, but she just wants to speed things along. She has a crown to win. She wants it. Now, Bernie thinks Sam Concepcion is coming next week, and I'm like, who is that human? Um, is she trying to manifest a judge? And if that's the case, I have tried with Kylie. I mean, I even commented on the post seconds after Michelle Visage met her last week to try to, to get her to do the trifecta of the English-speaking franchises. We will see if it works. I, I, I have hope. I really do have hope that now Kylie is going to give us her time and, and, and be physically in the room, not a video. It's weird that she hasn't been on yet, to be honest. Uh, I mean, I know she's been on, but not like physically present. So I think she should be. Well, it's crazy because here in America, we don't really appreciate Kylie the way we should be appreciating Kylie. The gays love her. Um, she just does not really get the same love as the straights. Like the the song of the summer here in America, like kind of was Padam Padam for the gays, not everybody else. So it's very confusing. Oh, I was wasn't that it, being wasn't the said, song of the summer a country song in the US? Uh... We're yeah. not even going to touch <laughs> exactly. that one. Exactly. That's a whole different podcast. <laughs> exactly. um, but no, we love Kylie. I think she now needs to give us our tour, give us the love we deserve. Let us just all feel our all our lovers moment. Um, but uh, listen, give put her on UK, put her on US, and put her on Down Under. RuPaul will be very happy. She's great. I love her. I love Kylie. Brilliant. It's time to get out of drag, as they all know that they need to do well next week, as no one knows what may happen. Now, Arizona will go to her corner and pray to the altar of Matilda. She's not dead. That's Why are we treating her like she's dead? That was so weird. 
and 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 you could see the altar for a split second at the beginning of the episode and i was like mm-hmm. what is that and i thought it was just like a side gag and then to see arizona actually pray yeah. to it it was very weird <laughs> so will someone be living it's time to find out what a way to be so heavy-handed in these confessionals they were really setting up this ending but we will get back to it Energy is racing their way into the workroom as Hannah calls Arizona an idiot. Arizona calls Hannah an asshole. And these girls really love each other. They're so sweet to uh, one another. They, they, they've gotten really close to each other, you can tell. Yeah. Cat Cat is really hoping that this top six will have a double elimination. Be careful what you wish for. You might almost manifest it. So much manifesting this episode. I was going to say, retrospectively, they were so heavy-handed with the editing. But yeah, I mean, it's not the Bernie? first time has been yeah that's true bernie is still reveling in being the winner as well as the gag that mama pal had for her and ovi now ovi she's going to be asked how she feels always being on top without a root badge and she says at least she's been consistent listen evil queen made it to the end without a win she left a fan favorite which is almost like having a crown I think for all the queens like Hannah, Ovi, and Jade, they have to be feeling the pressure now because it's very close to the end. None of them have a win. Some of them have been a few times in the bottom. Um, I think they're getting nervous. I think they, they, yeah. they are, yeah, if they don't have a win now, then it's over for them. So I understand what Ovi is saying, but uh, I think she does feel a bit the pressure of yeah. the of the competition. Ovi wants to celebrate the small and the big achievements in the house. They don't need to bring themselves down because they are... Now, Ovi will fade off as the girls will try to finish the sentence. And this just turns into a bad addition to Snatch Game. We're going to have um, person, animal, gay, talented, event, something with the letter A. And then Ovi's like, pass. So she's not even going to tell us what the word she was going to use. That's not how the game is. What's the answer? We have yeah, our alarm also, sounding. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, why is Ovi dressed like Liza Minnelli in that scene? Why is Ovi doing a lot of things? I don't know. I really don't know. She's an enigma, this one, but yeah, <laughs> so funny. We have our alarm sounding and our room message who gives them hints at shampoo, lather, rinse, repeat. Mama Pal arrives and listen, that look was amazing. Finally, she picked the good shit from her wardrobe. I love the two-tone color block jumpsuit. The shoulders, very fun. Do they still want to be on top? Well, it's time to put their versatility to the test and see how sharp their tongues are. For this week's mini challenge, they are going to the hood, Mama Pal's words, not mine, as they will play a game called Reeling Reading Challenge with a Twist. Flip top to the top. So yes, it's basically a rap battle, Filipino style. They will take turns reading each other to filth, but they have to stay on beat. And to join them is Jiggly Caliente. Why? I I don't know, because she was bored. She hasn't come in the workroom yet, um, and she will not grant them a meet and greet. That, that, that when they said that they had to do a rap battle and reading challenge at the same time, I was like, wow, that is that is hard. Like yeah, I mean it's it's the rap battle style thing is very much a a nineties like throwing shade rap thing. So like I understand where it's coming from, but again, it's at least here in America, it's a very nineties thing. So maybe they um finally got to the time and realized what we did in the nineties. Maybe. Now I gotta say, with so many hard reading challenges across the globe in recent memory, this was a welcome and very hard twist on the challenge. And I will preface this before we get into it. I will not be rapping or whatever they call rapping. I will read you the reads and we can all pretend that there was a sick beat behind me. I, I am not Eminem. We're not even, even going to try it here. It's not going to work. 
but first they have all of them right they have 10 minutes to get into quick hip hop or drag now i don't know what exactly is hip hop or drag but i really was open into to interpretation as ov is going for like this flapper beaded top um now, Hanabashi Hanna will be mocked for being a hip-hop mother who has gone thrifting. Meanwhile, Arizona is ice, ice, baby. Are you a fan of hip-hop? Um, Not really. I mean, it's I'm more like a pop diva kind of gay. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, it depends on the... I, I like the 90s, like Destiny's Child, Nodisha, mm -hmm. those kind of... That's kind of vibe. But um, yeah, this was um, different. Very impressive that they all could do yeah. it. I mean, if I had received a challenge, I would have crumbled on the floor right then. I would not be able to now, do it. I, I, would, I would like to make mention of one amazing hip-hop R&B dance track from the 90s that comes from Belgium. Pump of the Which jam. One? Pump oh of the jam, God. of course. Yeah. Listen, it, that, that's the song that took out Edna, so it's not welcome. I still cannot believe they use that song for a lip sync because it just seems so out of control. Um, but also it came at the same time when everyone was watching uh, Kunk on Earth. Yeah, so we all had that love for it. But um, listen, I can go on. I'm sure you heard, you, you know how upset I was about Edna being eliminated. That was unjust, not fair, not fair, but whatever. Whatever, Rita. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's time for some shade throwing in this rap battle. But wait, something is missing. Oh, pit crew. And really, these men are just there to be eye candy and wear headphones. I don't know what their presence was there for. It didn't make sense. Gee, but that, that tall guy is really, really handsome. And uh, I also love that every time it pans to the pit crew, you could also see like Cat Cat's cardboard cut out at the sides. Yeah. I mean, she's going to fail the branding thing, but she's a branding genius. Like you could see that thing every time it pans there. It's oh, it's going to be at every DragCon. Yeah. It's, it's... going to be at every DragCon. If she's smart, she will sell it at DragCon too. Very, very smart of her. All right. Let's start. Hanabashi. Um, and she's going to show us how not to play this game ov cunt the provocateur ha 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 ask me where the joke is there okay yeah. okay fine hannah fine she goes on with i'm so happy to be on season two what a diverse cast we have too we have trans a morena a mestiza and an orange and that's how she's gonna read arizona she's a good designer Sure, let's go with that. OV will start with Miss Jade saying, you've had a lot of work done from head to toe. You forgot about your face, though. Okay, mean, mean. For Arizona, you're so drunk, even your eyes are bulging out. You're so drunk, only Jade's empty head would think you're pretty. Okay, it's double whammy there. That was good. And for <laughs> Hanabeshi, you look like the driver of daddy. Where's the joke? I don't know. Very much lost in translation. Did not get that one. Didn't either. Bernie is up, and she will go in hard. She's mad. She says, you keep shading, 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 but we do, do, do have some shade to give. And that's it. Not a single read for a single person. Okay. We saw during the puppet challenge that reading is not Bernie's thing. She looks great, but yeah, it's... Uh... She looked great. That costume was really cool. I, yeah, I was yeah, here yeah. for it. I, 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 it's crazy that she wasted it on that mini challenge, but yeah. Jade, we'll go and start off mean. Arizona Brandy won't go to the dentist. You do not belong here. You look like a shark. You should audition for Jaws. 
Okay. And then Miss Jade So will do something that will make me happy as we will have a reference to the greatest song ever written, Baby Shark. As she sings, Brandy, shark, do, 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 do. The way that I was cackling, it was so random. They were having fun with it. Um, I, I don't know where it came from. I'm shocked they were even allowed to use it. Um, I guess they don't really have copyright laws there. Um, but listen, anytime anyone does a reference to Baby Shark, I am very happy. Seems like it's been a running joke between them behind the scenes, right. and she just took the opportunity to bring it to the forefront. But yeah, I was wondering as well, like, how much did they pay to have that uh, that track in there? I don't know, but listen, it the amount of times I have forced drag queens to perform Baby Shark, yeah, I'm that asshole. Yeah, I do that. Now we are going to get aggressive for Cat Cat, as Jade says, captivating Cat Cat who likes to bite dicks. Cat Cat will playfully get mad because well how does she know well she said she bit jades that conversation is not going to age well later when we talk about that kind of thing but okay i i think that that is she well i don't know what to say here but she, she you can tell she wants to be playful with them but everything she says sounds so much harsher than it needs to be and uh, i don't really know why because it's clear that they they all like each other so it's um, right. a bit weird yeah I, I i but i do think though when it does come to jade and cat cat that there is a little bit of um animosity because i do maybe i'm wrong but i do think cat cat does get a little jealous of jade it's also twice her age. Like, what? Why? Is Allegedly, we don't. We don't. We don't even know how old Cat Cat is. TBD. Still, we still don't have an answer. Um, Indeed, yeah. Listen, she could be seventy years old. We wouldn't. We'll never know. Who knows? She. She looks. She looks really good. Like even great. without makeup, she she looks great. She looks so great. I don't really know why she has this thing with jades. But um, yeah, who knows? It's time for Cat Cat to get in the game. I'll let you have it. Most especially you. Be ready for me. Go get her. Not Jade. For Bernie, you say I'm old. Well, maybe in age, but when it comes to face, I think that's you. Um, it was the way that she took off the sunglasses that did it for me. She was really into it. She she did well. She will look at Hannah in the eyes and say, Didi, holiday? Who is this? Oh, it's Hannah Beshi. It's because they look alike at this angle. But don't worry, Hannah Beshi, with death certificate, you're safe. Okay. See, there's the read. The read worked. I That one was good. For me, it was the best until now. Miss Jade So, with the way you talk, you must think you're all that. So don't try me. It'll be your loss because you're cloudier than soy sauce. Now, Jade and Confessional will say, come on, bitch, punch me in the face. Now, I say let's not encourage that, especially with Cat Cat, because um, she's going to continue and say, but you might just call the producers again. And then you'll say, I want her out. Oh, well, meow. Are you from wow? You got her. You got Jade. She says it was an itch that Cat Cat wanted to scratch ever since the puppet challenge. Um, now, we really love to apparently pull back the curtain here on Drag Race Philippines and discuss the things that have been said to producers. Um, this cast really loves to tattle on each other. And did we know that before? Like that did did we know that Jay that actually called the producer to get Cat Cat nope. booted from the show? Nope. I, I kind of understand now that Cat Cat is a bit uh, annoyed with Jade. I was when 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 Cat Cat said that and no one like denied it. I was like, "Ooh, okay, right. that's new yeah. information." 
Sure is, and it's very important information, too. Yes, yes, yes. So I was thinking, oh, it's over. Cat Cat's going to win, right? Wrong. Let's watch the masterclass of Miss Arizona Mother Tucking Brandy. I'm going to go through the entire thing because she did it in one take. The name is Arizona from Kubo Town. I'll take you down so Kubo wears the crown. I have taste. That's what I boast. OV passes by. Oh, fuck. A ghost. How to best she pride of CDO. Gonna hammer for your head. Gonna make it blow. When God created beauty, present present was Bernie. But the side effect I see, she didn't grow. Really? Captivating cat cat. Congrats. Break a leg. Uh, it would be nice to hug you tight around the neck. Miss Jade So, Miss Fantasy, did you piss off a fairy? That's why a sty, I see. And then the bitch is still going to go. Miss Jiggly, you're my idol. Can I have money, please? I mean, when it comes to reading challenges or this challenge, Arizona Brandy might have been the best of 2023. She killed it. She had a read for all of them. She stayed on beat. She was... And she rhymed. Yeah, it's crazy. Very good. It was so good. good. Um, Like... As some of my guests have said previously, like if you win certain mini challenges, maybe that should be counted toward like your maxi challenge wins. This would be one of them. I'd be like, okay, let's give her a half a point. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll be nice. But um, this was fun. It was a fun twist, fun challenge. All the girls were game. Some were better than others, but um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Better than Don't Under. Ooh, the girls have proven that perhaps the reading challenge does need to get old school and give us an old school rap battle to throw shade in the future. The winner of the challenge is Arizona Brandy. She will win 20,000 pesos, though she wishes it was $20,000. I mean, listen, it could be possible as this prize was um, not shocking, but it was shocking because it was not sponsored by Kumu, but Javiana's. And I'm like, okay, they actually have a lot of money. And I'm like, um, can I have a pair of Javianas? All the other girls got Javianas. I want a pair of Javianas. Do you have Javianas in Belgium? Mm, yeah, I'm sure you can find them somewhere. Uh, I've seen them when I'm abroad in uh, in Spain. Mm-hmm. They have it, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, they're they're, they're huge here. We we yeah. love Javianas in America. They're literally my mom's favorite brand of flip flops. She has way too many. Mm-hmm. Let's say that with Belgian weather, we don't really use flip-flops that much. <laughs> Listen, that's fair. And and um, I don't know if many listeners know, but I um, am a serial flip-flop wearer. Like, I will wear it all year round if I could. Like, if it gets firm, those who do Fahrenheit, if it gets to 30 degrees, like 30 degrees, about zero for you, I guess. Uh, like, that would be my cutoff because I don't want to have frozen toes. But I love me flip-flops. I hate socks. I hate socks so much. You wear flip-flops in the streets of New York City? Absolutely. You're very brave. I know. I know people were <laughs> like, it's disgusting. I was like, I don't care. Comfort first. <laughs> All right. Now that they've exposed each other's stench, it's time to let the fragrance drench. They will showcase their brand in the maxi challenge called Brigading. Branding. Ding, ding. Shout out to Brigading. Look, another queen from season one getting a challenger runway inspired by them. That's That's kind of huge. That's a big deal. Shady, didn't they read Brigading all the time that she didn't have a branding and now they Correct. do the and branding challenge for her? Exactly, and that's <laughs> the whole hilarious part about this. They will make their own one-minute shampoo commercial that will showcase their brand. They will have to conceptualize their idea, write their own script, design their own shampoo bottles, and create a tagline and jingle that will make their brand tingle. 
They will have 30 minutes to shoot their commercials, something that will be very important to this episode. And since Arizona won the mini challenge, she will get an extra five minutes, something that sounds little, but baby, literally every second counts. The queens will spread across the room and they're going to get their brainstorming on. And it looks like a bunch of kids in a classroom who just do not want to do this assignment. I don't know if they weren't prepared for a branding challenge because it, 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 this is their first real branding challenge. Um, Bernie, the scribbling notes, Annabelle, is clueless. All she has written on her paper is two words. Storyboard. She's dropping. Start. <laughs> Meanwhile, Arizona's going to town, pulling a Alyssa Edwards and laughing at her own jokes. Um, listen, if you can't laugh at yourself, who else is going to laugh at you? Hannah is spaced out, so she will visit Cat Cat to see what she's got. And she's like, okay, no, you tell me because this bitch is a shady one. She's going to start borrowing others' ideas, which we will see in the final product. But Hannah will tell her that she will be playing with the idea of, quote, with the recurring gag that Mama Pow does with her name that originated on Mama Pow's noontime show. So uh, for those who were confused, this was like a recurring gag when um, on her noon show, whenever they would like give a um Hanabeshi prize to someone it would be like wash your dryer with birth certificate whatever so that was the joke okay okay shampoo with freebies is the concept Hannah will be playing with with her shampoo you might get a birth certificate or keratin cat cat will ask bernie what she's got and please note just like last week bernie is on the floor working um surely pissing off production because the camera is not going to be able to uh, film her are you someone who needs like a desk to work or can you just work wherever? Cause like, I'm the kind of person, like if I'm laying flat on my bed, I actually get more work done. Um, I don't need a desk per se, but I do need a flat surface. So I could be on a table somewhere or, or a That's cafe, fair. but I, I think wouldn't be like, wouldn't Bernie's issue be that she's so tiny that those chairs are not comfortable for her. Maybe, maybe she's going to tell cat cat. That hers will be Heme Heme Shampoo. I couldn't quite find the reference here. So if someone knows, tell a host. But I think Heme Heme just might actually mean shampoo. No idea. Bernie knows that Cat Cat is competitive and tells us that it's nice to have her in these types of contests. I guess, you know, to push yourself, push each other. Um, Cat Cat is struggling, so she'll move over and go visit OV to see hers. And OV is just like showing her her work. Bad move. Would you show a fellow competitor your work? Um, I mean, in this challenge, I mean, what can Cat Cats do? It's a branding challenge. It's Ovi's branding. Cat Cat cannot use Ovi's branding as her own. Sure. So, so I guess that's why Ovi didn't feel threatened by Cat Cat. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the general concept and ideas, I would maybe keep them to myself at least until close to the end of the of the challenge. Cat Cat will try to come up with some ideas in front of OV, who will offer her help, but Cat Cat brushes her off. Why? Because she doesn't have a rude badge. Bad move! No, don't don't piss off the one who's about to win the challenge. Yeah, Cat Cat's is um she she's done a few bad choices this episode, I think. I would have just slapped her in the face for the comment if I was offering my help and she rejected it, but also before we segue into the next portion. Please note, Arizona Brandy with steamer for her hair. So friends, regarding a certain critique, they do exist. They are there. All right, Mama Pow's back to find out. Go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, because I'm looking now at the image of the workroom, and I like that they all have those puppets, those creepy puppets everywhere strewn around. They, they are still They're there so three episodes later. <laughs> Mama Powell's back to find out how her queens are doing. She'll visit OV first, whose shampoo will be called in English, Sha Motherfuckers. Obviously, there's a pun in Tagalog, but in English, we get straight to the point. Um, OV tells Mama Powell that she has a bunch of characters that will give testimonials about the product. It's going to be dumb and senseless, just like drag should be. Mama Powell wants to get into OV's head, so she will ask her how it feels to be without a badge. And OV has her canned answer that she's been in the top consistently, which she finds to be a good thing. But now she will relax and let the win come to her. Ovi tells us that she doesn't have a brand, but an identity, which she believes is more solid. Uh, Brigading, do you agree with that? So shady. So shady. shady. Bernie is visited next, and she is ready to model as Mama Pab will literally just run her fingers through her hair. Good thing Bernie washed her hair that morning. I felt uncomfortable with that. I don't know. Oh, I fully was too. Could you imagine I, RuPaul doing that to a contestant? It would not work. You can't do that. It's very creepy. I mean, I think she wanted to do it with crystals, to be honest. But uh, yeah, it's very creepy. And I know she's tiny, but she's not a child. Like, you cannot right. just, like, stroke her hair. <laughs> what was that? She tells Mama Pow it's called Heme Heme Shampoo, and it will be a literal commercial. She will shower while using the product, and then the hair will get softer. But what is Bernie's brand? Well, once the question is asked, she'll be like, Wait, that's the assignment? Girl, how long has this show been on? When you do a branding challenge, it's about you, not an actual factual item that could be sold. Uh, no idea what Bernie was thinking. I, it's very bizarre. I think maybe, maybe she didn't see the whole franchise. I think maybe she only saw the first season of Drag Race Philippines. They didn't have, really have a branding challenge, not in that um, kind of, uh, of um, challenge anyway. And uh, I think she got confused, probably. I have no idea. Mama Pal tells her that she needs to know who she is and show us who she is. Does she want to show Diday or Bernie as a performer? And she's thinking Diday is not really what Mama Pal wants, but she wants to do it anyway. Now Mama Pal will leave her and force her to ponder the worst question you could say to a person in the community. Who am I? Bitch, we don't know the LGBTQ plus community that we ask ourselves that question every fucking day. We don't know. Yeah, Who am yeah, I? Indeed. Hard question. Miss Jade So is up for a visit. And well, what a journey this one went on in this episode. What's her brand? Well, let's start with the name. In English, we call it Flirty Titty. And all I did while watching this was go, oi. I don't think she's for me. Listen, I can be filthy, but I'm not overtly that filthy. Now, in a moment, very reminiscent of the editing of Dear Friend of the Pod, um, Geometric, and her Oscar speech. Jade will go through her concept, and it didn't matter what she said because it was in montage form to show us that the bitch did not shut up. And Mama Pow is like, keep at least something secret from me. Very fascinating to see Jade get ribbed the way she did. Like, they, they were making fun of her a little bit. They are, but it's kind of crazy that it's been now 15 years the show on, a million seasons. We've never really had someone like Jade before. She's really like a unique character that we've had. And they've treated her, I think, fairly. Like they show the good, the bad, mm -hmm. the weird. They, they've really I, shown I think Jade, Jade really is of her generation. Like she is yes. 
I'm not going to say the epitome of Gen Z. I don't want to offend too many, too many people here. But I, I think certain people amongst that generation really love themselves so much that when they say things, they think it's the best thing that's ever come out of their mouth. And I think that's Jade. But I admire her confidence. Like, I wish I had that confidence. Me too. Absolutely. And that's it for Mama Pal. She will gather the girls around for some announcements, very much like it's elementary school, to help them with their shoot. It's an amazing movie and commercial actor. Mama Pal's words, not mine. It's Drag Race Philippines creative director, Fifth Solomon. Okay, wait a minute. How do I become a Drag Race creative director? Let me take over Down Under because someone needs to take reins of that one because it needs work. And on the main stage, aside from viewing their commercials, they will be celebrating gay pride with category Rainbow Runway Realness. And speaking of Down Under, Ashley Madison took a screenshot of all the looks and said, this is what happens when you tell the contestants Rainbow, not Pride. Oh, and their extra special guest judge, Sadi Kai. It's future Global All-Stars winner, prediction made, Pangina Heels. Now, are you familiar with the work of one Miss Pangina Heels? I, I've seen both Thailand seasons and I've seen UK versus the world. She's incredible. And um, yeah, we'll talk about her more uh, in the judging and untucked, uh, I guess. But uh, mm -hmm. it was very exciting to see her there. Shout out to one of my favorite humans. She is literally the best. I adore her. I've gotten, gotten to meet her a couple times and interview her, and she is just so much fun. Like, what you see on camera is actually a little more reserved than she is off camera. She's wild. She's fun. She is one of the coolest people. And we're going to learn that Pangina is also Arizona title, so. But we're jiggling. So it's funny we arrived to see ahead. No, they, they all knew her, and it was clear that they were all very excited to see her, I think. Uh, Absolutely. So, yeah, it's cool. We arrive to set where Fifth Solomon is standing there sternly while the two pit crew members are in their robes waiting to be defiled. We will start with Ovi. Is she ready for her commercial shoot? The real question, is Fifth Solomon ready for her? Now, I don't know what kind of relationship they have with Fifth Solomon. Like, what the creative director does is he there all the time working with them on the um various challenges i i know i did a little reading and he is very much someone who helps craft the challenges so now we have someone to blame for the shit that doesn't work uh and praise when it does work and fifth solomon uh are you ready to get sued by disney for your little mermaid um rip off but we'll see so i don't know i don't do you think they have a relationship with him because they they were all very comfortable yeah, I, it was a bit strange because we've never, I mean, I don't think we've heard of that guy before. And all of a sudden, nope. he was such a main character in that episode. He was in almost every scene. He was talking to them like they were all friends. He was directing yeah. them. It was He was throwing things at Arizona. He was very involved and it came out of nowhere. Like yeah. the, the, the episode, when was it? The acting challenge was... Uh, that actress and Mama Pao, why, mm -hmm. why, why is this not Mama Pao directing? I, I didn't get it. Maybe Mama Pao had another commitment. I don't know. I, I agree. I was like, very interesting. Like, like put Khaled Kara in there or some or Jiggly, someone else. So, but hey, this man, he was, he was fun. He, he did good. And he's going to remind Ovi that they are on limited time. So she should tell him what she wants. So she will give him a sequencing schedule. 
Also, please note that we will see her big titty breastplate in full glory here. Later on, not so much, but we will get to it. She will go from the first scene, which took a minute, and she will already panic that the time is going by so fast. Um, it's now called Watch OV Run Show. There are now a lot of crew people that work on this product, which is wild. I was gagged. Like there, there was more people than space in that little filming area. I like that we got to see the behind the scene. To be honest, it I love felt it. very, very real. But what is she wearing? Is it exactly? I, because I mean, the titties are one thing, but you can see everything and it's very realistic down there as well and i was like mm -hmm. is this a sex suit like what is that oh we'll talk about it don't you worry don't you worry bernie is next where she will ask for a beach scene and ov ov like your competitor oh no no you mean vo voiceover silly bernie bernie shampoo is a shampoo that straightens and softens and is so straightforward i think she again forgot what show she was on it was very hard to watch very hard to she, watch oh, she will, she'll get a lot of direction from fifth solomon and she's happy with how it goes because again i don't know if she's really grasping what the project was nope next is hanabeshi who is game on and she will already forget the integral line beshi beshi how could you forget beshi beshi well, Fifth Solomon will give her some line readings and she will take the direction pretty well. Is she a contender for this challenge? No, because we're going to move right along to Arizona Brandy, who will ask Fifth Solomon to throw the ball at her. And we will get that take over and over and over again. We live for violence, apparently. He will tell her to sober up a bit more, and we know exactly that this is an Arizona Brandy product. How many times do you think she got a bottle thrown to her head? I mean, we saw it at least like five times, so probably a lot more than that. Did she lose any brain cells, do you think? I mean, <laughs> it's either that or the alcohol, so who knows? There it is. It's Captain and Cat Cat's turn, and she will sell hers via a home shopping network style scene. She'll mess up a lot of her lines as she is very frazzled, and it shows. All we see is her mess up, and there's not much more content as she is frustrated she's not doing what she wants in this scene. And then we have Miss Jade So straight in the bathtub doing astral projections. One day her brain will be donated to science and we will all understand what was happening during her journey on Drag Race Philippines 2. Yeah, she, she's, she's so funny. She's really herself. And I agree. I think we would all like to see what's going on in there. And also, she's not blurred, so that was interesting. Correct. Correct. So she's very confident with this challenge, as this is her forte, and this is what she has been doing her whole life. Her whole life. And again, what we will see is a lot of insanity, a bit of nudity, and again, I don't know if she had pasties on, she wasn't blurred, it, it was full, it, they were there. Yes. It was very inconsistent throughout the episode as well, so I don't know what they were thinking with that. Now, in the most important plot point of the episode, she'll be told she has two minutes left to go. The time checker is making her panic. We will get one last scene from Jade where she will instruct tall, handsome pit crew man to go behind and fuck her while saying, ah, Miss Jade so skinty. First off, the face on Fifth Solomon. He was yes. goop-gagged and mortified 
that this show is about to be canceled. And our sweet beefhead will say the line with absolutely no conviction, which is funny. Will it make it into the final cut? No. Now, after oh, that's from behind, that, she will that, be that. told that she has time up. And Jade will say she has two more scenes. So I guess it's not a hard out. She's going to keep going. But she's going to tell us she's confident with her commercial and can taste the badge. But we're going to see if there are consequences for going over the allotted time. Were you surprised that they let her keep going? Um, I mean, there was a precedent with with in season twelve with someone we will not mention on the podcast. But I, I was a bit surprised by that time checker. She was like seventeen minutes left. 13 minutes left, like so random times, very camp. Um, I can understand why they were all so frazzled and stressed if that lady was kept saying every two minutes, okay, you have 15 minutes left, 14, 13. I would be stressed as well. And uh, I think Jade was a bit, yeah, lost in her crazy mind. And she didn't really realize that the time was running out. She had all that plan. I think she was, she knew what she wanted to do. But she had trouble canalizing all her energy into something uh, that would make sense in the end. Yeah. And uh, yeah. We'll see. Listen, we'll see as, a, as a former stage manager myself, I have been that person give, giving people time checks and I know how pissed off they get. And I'm like, sorry, I got power. You have to deal with me. It was Cam. It was Cam. It's Elimination Day. Or is it? They are speaking Thai, getting ready for the best guest judge of the season. Cat Cat will ask the girls to admit that they were stunned when the challenge was announced. It was an everything challenge that fried her brain. Bernie will admit that she was not comfortable as she wasn't properly able to show Mama Power concept, but does think the shoot went okay. So the drag delusion has made its way to the Philippines. Jade is confident with her shoot as they were laughing a lot and she did everything, but she panicked. And now she will panic even more when Cat Cat will call her out by asking if she did exceed time. Jade will say that she wasn't aware of the time, but we all know that is not true. She says she was doing her thing, but the girls are like, 30 minutes is 30 minutes. Okay. Now we'll talk about it again later on because it's going to happen a couple times. How did Cat Cat know that Jade went over? Who knows? Maybe they were all watching each other's take. Or I think Cat Cat was the one right before uh, Jade, mm. if I remember. So maybe she at least in the editing it was. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know because I don't think that Jade would say that to anyone. So well, I, what... my question: What if what what if this was just like another Hanabashi Didi Maria Holiday conversation that happened like on ice when they weren't supposed to be talking about the show? Possible. Yeah, very possible. I also think that Cat Cat's. I mean, Bernie is delusional. She thinks she did fine, which, why? Uh, but Cat Cat, I mean, she knows. She knows she's screwed up. She knows she's in the bottom. She probably, I mean, she knows. So she's trying to grasp at straws. She's thinking, okay, maybe it's going to be against Jade if Bernie is so confident. So she's trying to already, I mean, she's smart. She knows that it's going to be her and someone else in the bottom. And I think she was already like planning what she was going to do and say um, mm -hmm. during the elimination. Well, it's time to get into face with the time looming over Jade. We shall see if it will come back to bite her since the girls are now officially aware of it. Now it's time to talk about rainbows. They will discuss how this rainbow represents their pride. 
I'm going to ask you a very stupid but important question. What does pride mean to you? I mean, it's difficult to say because in Belgium, I mean, we've been on the forefront of gay rights um, mm -hmm. in, in Europe and in the world. So I've never had the experience of being discriminated against, I guess, mm -hmm. in my life. Um, but uh, I do think pride is really important, especially now with the um, political climate um, in the US, everywhere in the world um, and in the Philippines. Apparently, they will talk uh, about it at length during the episode. Um, I think pride is more important than ever. I think we have to show to everyone what it means to be proud of being who you are and that you can be wherever you want to be uh, as long as you don't hurt anyone. And um, yeah, I think visibility is very important. And I was glad that they did the runway. So what does it mean to feel proud and part of the community for them? Well, Arizona will say that they are creative and think outside of the box. They have traumatic experiences that they turn into magic. Arizona says the magic they carry because they are oppressed, they turn into something good and turn it into art. Ovi says they are there to nurture and support each other because only we will lift, uplift each other, which I mean is almost always positively true. But listen, gay men try to tear each other down. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. Really like the Arizona's answer there. I think it I was very, very poetic. The conversation will take a very drastic turn as Cat Cat will lead a discussion that she is put off when people ask her, do you have a vagina already? And Bernie will agree. Cat Cat will say, what is it to you? As it's not a question that should be asked. She says it's not their business to know if they've had surgery or if you still have it. Jade will say that she gets offended when she gets asked the question. Private parts are private. Jade says when it happens, she educates them as they shouldn't be asking those questions. For those listening, never ask that question to someone, especially a trans person. I think this is a very important conversation, but I think what makes it even more important is that for the first time in Drag Race history, we have multiple trans contestants talking about it because you can't yeah. have any other way and two of them are the front runners of the season to boot so it's very interesting to have that conversation um yeah i was very interested yeah so again no one asks that question and if you ask the question you're just an asshole yeah exactly with that let's go to the main stage main stage time it's runway time where we have Mama Pal giving us comfort couture and a high pony with a terrible lace line. Uh, let's work on that for next week, please. Can we? Um, that was that was very visible. I don't know if it was the wig or the makeup. But I was like, oh, there is a hard line on that forehead. We have Helen Karen, Jiggly Caliente, our favorite twink, BJ Pasquale, and Drag Race Thailand co-host and UK vs. the World star, Banjana Heels, looking fabulous. The banter between her and Pal was very good. They they had really good chemistry. She looked stunning, and uh, I was really happy to see her. Uh, and yeah, it was very fun how they kept shading each other. That was uh, that was funny. Here is how we are going to discuss everything because it is different than we normally do on the podcast. We are going to go queen by queen and discuss their runway, then their commercial, and then go through the critiques. Are you ready? Yes. Category is Rainbow Runway Realness. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Beaming with Pride or Dark and Gloomy. 
Anabeshi. Look by Jason Ty. Hair by Arizona Brandy. Uh, that's what it said on um, the Instagram post. I don't know if that was actually the one she wore or if it was just for the post. I don't know. Going with a ribbon idea could have been fun, but the execution is just awful. She has no shape. There is no structure. The ribbon's hanging down in a way that it's pretty nonsensical. And then when she turns around, she's completely bare. I think it would have been more intriguing if she flipped the entire thing around. It all feels very messy and flows um, all the way into her hair. The necklace, it's not sitting nicely. It doesn't fit. There was a case of too much material, and I just don't know where the collaborative concept came from, but it just did not work. Like the part that goes up, that's uh, with the wires. That's nice. Uh, I like her makeup, um, but yeah, I don't think it worked. And even on like the nude illusion part, like you can see she stoned it, but you can't even see it. No, it's yeah, it's a fake. It's dark and gloomy for me. For me as well, dark and gloomy. Audience, 48% beaming with pride, 52% dark and gloomy. Now, her commercial is all about freebies. Who doesn't love a freebie? I think the lower voice voiceover was an attempt at being campy, but the tone was just weird and a little bit uncomfortable for me. I think this is going to be controversial. The branding is present. I don't want to say it's her fault, but her branding was given to her by Mama Pow. So we get free Wi-Fi, vaccination card, birth certificate, death certificate, marriage certificate, income tax return, subpoena, warrant of arrest, wings, feelings. Very well played, very funny. I like that she included the looks from her various characters she's portrayed through the season and in the challenges. So again, there's the branding as well. I'm not trying to knock her for originality, but it's not from her, if that makes sense. Yeah, not only Mama Pa, but also Cat Cats uh, gave her the idea. Mm -hmm. um... But, I mean, you have to be smart in the competition if it's given to you. I mean, we always say if who tells you to do something, do it. And right. it's a bit it's a bit the same. I mean, it it worked for her. The commercial was very good. I think, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in production's mind, but clearly she's not the one they want to see win the, the whole no. season. So I think had she failed, she would have been in the bottom. And I don't think they expected her to do so well. So um, good for her. I mean, she she did it. She did very well, I think, in the challenge. Agreed. Pinjana says that the commercial was so stupid and she did not care what she was selling, but she wants to buy it. She says with her outfit, if you're working with a certain fabric and calls at other people on that stage, she says they need to have a better relationship with a steamer. She says she would have made some editing choices that she that would have transcended her more. Cal Karen says who would expect a shampoo would come with a subpoena and a warrant of arrest. She says that Hanabeshi is camp and the commercial was camp. All right. Captivating cat cat. No designers listed. I think there are great elements here and there are kitschy elements and the two do not meet and blend well together. The garment representing a bird was beautiful and that's where it should have stopped. Adding the three mechanical eagles really did not elevate the look. It actually brought it down for me because they looked cheap. I don't mind the pink hair is soft enough to read as white, but I think for storytelling, white would have been stronger. The necklace is beautiful. And then she peacocks, gives us this message of we are human. I do think it was a nice message. Was it confusing or needed explanation? Yes. Did I mind that personally? Not really. 
Apparently, it's a controversy that happened a few years ago in the Philippines where some kind of celebrity went on a TV show and said mm -hmm. that gay people are lower than animals or something like that. That's what she's going to say uh, also later during mm -hmm. the critiques. Um, and that's what she wanted to reference. But indeed, it was a bit obscure. I think it also um, didn't read very well on the runway that it was for gay rights. Uh, it's a bit strange. Um, I love their makeup, but I wasn't a fan of the rest. I did like the, the little moving uh, birds on her dress, but uh, it was very kitschy. Like I, I I know those birds. I've seen them being so sold on the streets in New York City. Like they look cheap. Um, I will give it a soft beaming with pride. Dark and gloomy for me, but I do like uh, her makeup very much. The makeup was great. Audience seventy percent beaming with pride, thirty percent dark and gloomy. All right, we will have this set up for an infomercial with the ticker on the bottom as she looks dazzling. But the gimmick of her shampoo is. If you're poor and your lice is mistaken for cockroaches, how is that your brand? It's called Captivating but Butterfly 3-in-1 Shampoo. And again, where is the butterfly coming from? And now she's going to use this whole For You bit, which I know is a Jackie Cox bit, but hey, it's Drag Race. We recycle a lot of things. The commercial was silly. It's campy, but this was nothing near what her brand could have been. As much as she didn't want to lean into it, I think had she taken the persona from the show as being like aggressive and competitive, it might have worked out a little better for her. Obviously, she went for the low-hanging fruit, saying it cost 69 pesos. And then it will take a turn for the extra, where if you rub it on your skin, your fat vanishes away. Listen, if that was real, sign me up, but I we need to analyze this. The specifics of it. It's a three-in-one shampoo that, one, gets rid of your cockroach lice, and two, makes your fat disappear. That's two. What's the third? Massive mistake. And the fact that coming out of a commercial, no one was even smiling or had clapping going on, it said all. I think she had too many ideas. She didn't know what she wanted to say, what she wanted to tell. And she 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 just got lost in her in her in her head. I think she looked very good at least. Um, but yeah, I also I don't really get it. But her name is Cat Cat. Where are the cats? Why didn't she use that? It's never come up during the whole. Season, Where's the actually, butterfly? So yeah, I have no idea what what was going on there. Uh, I mean, it's a fail. She knew she failed. That's why she's gonna lash out a bit later. So yeah, it's not good. Uh, not a good week for her. Cal Karen says she is a very fun person and she's great at comedy, so she was looking for it, wondering where her humor went. Jiggly really likes the outfit and the message, but wishes it was a bolder statement. She says that drag is very political and wishes that was a time where she made the statement known. Cat Cat will say her statement is regarding that they're lower than animals, which Jiggly says she wishes the statement was more impactful and direct. She will go on and rant, saying that we have played nice as a community for far too long, and now we don't need to play nice. It's time to fight, be vigilant, and really let them know, stop fucking with us, stop killing us, because we are fighting back. Mitch. Moving on, Miss Jade So, look by John Garcia, hair by Jay Chorus, nails by Opulent Nails Manila. I like the idea behind this, with the back piece being a rainbow moment. Though she is missing purple, it does fool the eye a bit, but there is no purple there. The corset does not fit her at all. It is way too big and bulky on the bottom. That being said, the stoning on the corset is absolutely fabulous. Red heels were a good way to anchor the look. The hair is great. 
And this is how you do a ribbon and have a message on the back. For those who don't know, Soji is the sexual orientation, gender identity, and expression bill that the Philippines is trying so hard to pass. What did you think of the look? I, it's the kind of look I think that would take a great photo. It has a really big impact on first glance, but the more you look at it, the more it falls apart. I think, yeah. as you said, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'm the person to say it, but our boobs are literally falling out of the corset and we will right. actually see our nipples at some point unblurred and everything, which I don't know if she was happy with that. Uh, but yeah, she could have, uh, she could have worn pasties. Um, it's really a theme the, in the last, uh, in the last year of drag race. Sure um, is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I do like it. I mean, it's pretty, but it's, it's a bit strange. I do like the hair and makeup. I think she looks very good. I agree. I'm going to give her a beaming with pride. Same, uh, soft beaming with pride. Uh, I do wish it fit her better. Audience, 81% beaming with pride, 19% dark and gloomy. There's just one word for this shampoo commercial. Filthy. I can be a very naughty person, but this just went too far for far. me. Am I prude now? It's very possible. Flirty Titty Shampoo is the baddest, the cuntiest, the sexiest, which I suppose is the brand she likes to exemplify. She says, one drop, you'll be a hoe. I mean, that's essentially what this entire commercial was. Also note that, again, the pit crew guy did not say the line that she wanted her to him to say. She said it herself. I think the whole dripping the shampoo on the face would have been funny if it was the only overtly sexual bit, but because it was the last of many, it just didn't read. I think there are certainly people who will call this brilliant. I just did not connect with it. I I, I was amazed that they aired that. I don't know what yes. time the show airs in the Philippines. Who knows? But uh, but uh, to be honest, I really liked it. I liked that it was filthy. Like not that I'm a filthy person or anything, but I do like when drag is a bit uh, not too sanitized. I think the Drag Race US version has become too sanitized for its own good. I think it was a bit more raunchier at the beginning of the show. Um, yeah, this is really, really skirting the line. I think it's a bit a bit too much. Um, at least if she had worn a bikini or something, but she was almost naked the whole time. Um, it was very, very... Um, it was something. <laughs> it sure was. BJ says he knows she's kind of crazy, but says that was batshit crazy. He says the commercial was so fun. Jiggly says that, thank God there was no ratings board in this situation for them because there was no way that commercial would air in the Philippines. She says it was so funny. Jade says it's an ad on a porno site. And Jiggly says sex work is work, darling, so it is fucking valid. And on top of that, she commends her for the power or the message of her rainbow outfit. Pangina says she is the full package. She says she had a full marriage between fashion, campiness, the message that it's political, and everything works so well on her. She says the commercial was funny, so she didn't give a crap which she likes and looks for in a drag queen as someone who pushes outside the fact that their people are like, oh, she's just a beauty queen and this is a big fuck y'all to all those people. She says she thinks she's a front runner. Okay. It's funny because okay. as as beautiful as, as Miss Jade is, I've never really, like, for me, beauty queen is not the words that come to my mind when I see her. I think she's so much more than that. Um, yeah. No, I, I think they were also a bit mean, not to mention that she would be disqualified from the top. They, they showered her with praise and then, and then they left her hoping the whole time. It's, hmm. and, and that's why I, I'm very curious, the timeline of events, if Untucked 
is the reason why things changed. Oh, maybe, maybe, yeah. Bernie, look by Patrick Serena, hair by Wigaloo PH. I like that she is not afraid to go big and different, and this is a statement of that. She is petite and said, look, this is not. But I have to break it into two. I think the warrior part with the metal ribbons evoking the rainbow is great. When it comes to the extra arm piece, I would have cut it. I did. It didn't elevate the look, and in fact, it took away from her overall. I think this hair is one of the best hairs I've seen. It's fun and playful, and those bursts of color in the pony, uh, it, it, it was so much fun. I love that hair. I would wear it, even though it would look terrible on me. Um, completely agree with you about the arm thing. I didn't like it at all, um, but I do love the hair. I do love the costume. It's kind of funny because it doesn't really read as a rainbow runway outfit, but she doesn't look out of place. So right. it was a very creative creative idea from her and a very, very nice look. I give it beaming with pride. Beaming with pride. Audience, y'all are mean. 58% beaming with pride, 42% dark and gloomy. Did I? Is your hair dry and haggard again? Try using Hemi Hemi shampoo. And here is our real commercial. Um, this will not only be similar in format to cat cats so he thinks that somebody copied somebody but it's going to be so straightforward that there is simply no humor no camp not saying this challenge had to be humorous but when you lack a brand you have to bring comedy into it it's essential and also um this was so short i mean trinity said it like where are the jokes it's <laughs> I felt bad for her, to be honest. I think she really missed the point. She didn't realize what she was supposed to do. Even even, even when she was actually watching the commercial, she looked happy about it. So yeah. I don't know. It's 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 very embarrassing for, I mean, embarrassing. It's it's tough to watch, I think, that she she was completely clueless about what she was supposed to be doing. Um, it's, it's a good commercial, but that, that was not the challenge. Right. So right. Yeah. Mama Pal will ask for her paddle. BJ says that a commercial is very short and wishes that he saw her in there as it is a branding challenge. Pangina, who we know used to let Bernie perform at her club in Thailand, says that the commercial was not it. She says it was short. She doesn't remember who she is, and it was completely not memorable. She says she has to do better, and if she gets to stay another week, it has to do better. She says her outfit is one of the ones that is her favorite on the stage, saying it is a very clever way of using the rainbow in an unconventional way, but it's still fashion and warrior-esque. And finally, next up, it's OV Cunt. Look by Salad Day here by Matilda. I am obsessed with this look. I love how the padding effect on the rainbow gave you the idea of a rainbow, but it wasn't overtly rainbow. I think there is so much life and whimsy in this look, and it's very different from anything she's giving us all season. I think the hair is great. Again, white was right. This makeup is extraordinary. It's giving you pride with the rainbow around the eyes and ties into the circular elements of the garment. I loved it. It was so well conceived fantastic she was my favorite on the runway i was so happy i mean you you could tell that the judges were about to tell her oh you're again in a macabre um gloomy outfit and she busted out that that rainbow uh fantasy she looks incredible i love the makeup love the hair love the costume she she really killed it she she knew how to to zig when they expected her to zag and i think she did very very well i agree beaming with pride beaming with pride 
Audience, 88% beaming with pride, 12% dark and gloomy. Now, I don't know if that gray granny hair is officially now her brand, but she's worn it so often in challenges that it has to be part of her brand. She will tell us the secret after we beg for it. It's sham motherfucker. This was very much a late night after dark sketch show kind of commercial. It was very weird, twisted, and pure stupidity. I think the fact that she got blurred out, but we know what she's got on is her underdrag garments and the breastplate. It was campy. It was stupid. Like you could see the line of where her um, body shaper was. The way she mocked the stage manager was brilliant because it's a recurring thing now in Untucked. It was so funny. Um, the fact that the logo looks like a Rugrats logo and the, then portrayed a child. This was very well done. This was very, very smart. She killed it. She, she had the best commercial by far, I think, out of everyone. I think she understood what she needed to do the best out of everyone. And um, yeah, I, I was about to say as well that those, like, I understand that they were supposed to design the packaging of the bottles as well. But I thought, like, in the US, when they do that, then you have a professional team of graphic right. uh, designers. <laughs> like do it better and here they just put their random ass drawing on the screen it was very bizarre but uh, yeah no, i mean yeah. i don't know if you noticed it earlier in the episode when they were starting their brainstorming you saw the table with all the art supplies and it's like they're not actually going to make them play arts and crafts they made them play arts and crafts <laughs> yes but no to go back to ovi she she was by far the best in the challenge yeah. both in the challenge and on the runway so yeah Cal Karen says it was very Ovi. Pangina says she had charisma, personality, comedy, and she was borderline defensive, which she loves about a drag queen. She says she reminds her of Jimbo, which is a compliment because she is a star and she thinks she is too. Jiggly says that she has really stepped out of the macabre and still looks very splendid. Arizona Brandy, no designers listed. I think it's just not enough. The headpiece is by far the best part. The cape is fine if there was more to the look. And I think the dress she's wearing, being champagne, didn't help the storytelling. Again, if it was white, I could buy it a little more. And the paint. We have seen others attempt to do a paint idea on the show before. It takes a lot of care and a lot of skill. This was a muddy mess because when she did get the paint on her body, it didn't come off proud. It was very, very muted and dull. Um, the fact she was going for just did not pay off. When they started telling her that the dress was cheap looking, I, I didn't really get it at first. I was like, well, it's a nice dress. I mean, I understand it's a bit out of theme, but it's a nice dress. But then when you see her closer in Untucked, it was oh, it was really chintzy looking. And uh, yeah, I completely agreed with the judges. Um, I love Arizona. I think she did great in the challenge, but that was that was not it. I will be mean. I'm sorry, Arizona. I love you, but dark and gloomy. Dark and gloomy. I did like how she licked the pain, though. That was funny. Audience, 55% beaming with pride, 45% dark and gloomy. Arizona Brandy is a drunk and likes orange. That's her brand. And that was what was in the commercial. Was it coherent? Not a chance. But I think that is why it leaned into the drunkenness of it all. I will call her out for those brown tights. I do not know what is going on, but that is not the color tight she should be wearing. As far as the shampoo, well, it apparently gets rid of a hangover, which sounds like a thing that I need. Drunk Away by Arizona Brandy comes in three cents. Brandy, alcohol, and orange. There's branding. And don't worry, the vape comes in at the end. I think she could have made it even dumber, but this worked. 
was good. It was good. I think had Ovi not been so much better than everyone in that challenge, I think she might have been a contender for the win. Um, but yeah, her, her runway uh, was so bad that she killed any chance she might have had of winning that uh, that week, I think. Yeah. Cal Karen says she loves that she knows her brand and at the same time loves that she knows her target market. Panjana says that she is currently hungover and needs some. She says it was funny and was quite memorable as a product where she sold herself. As far as her look, she doesn't think it's enough if the theme is rainbow to be wearing a beautiful gown with a rainbow cape. She loves the crown, but thinks that there is more they can see from her having a scenic commercial. BJ loves her humor and branding, but is disappointed with her look. The brand ambassadors are back. The decisions are in. Ovi Cunt is the winner of the week. We will learn that Miss Jade So, Hanabeshi, and Arizona are safe, but had Jade not gone over time, she would have been in the top. The trans sisters of Captivate and Cap Ken and Bernie are in the bottom too. Do you agree? I mean, yes, they had the worst commercials. I was a bit surprised that they put Jade in the bottom uh, three, but they did not make her lip sync. I think that had she lip synced, she would have gone home, to be honest. And maybe they wanted to avoid that. Um, and yeah, the, the drama of seeing Cat Cat and Bernie lip sync against each other, which, I mean, can we say it? It's going to be the final two of the season, probably. Um, it was very shocking. Um, I didn't expect it at all. Um, but can say I'm surprised because they had the worst commercials. The song is The Power by Anne Renai. Listen. It's not always about tricks and stunts. Emotions can give you the best lip sync of the year. And here it is. The power, the fight, the message, everything about this lip sync made it historic and legendary. These are two ex exceptional performers. They knew the song inside and out. They stood strong, sold the words of the song. I mean, if you get Pangina Heels out of her seat watching, it's a show. We will see both Bernie and Cat Cat bear all and give us this beautiful trans moment where they take off their looks. Cat Cat has trans woman on her undergarment. They both take off their wigs, show off their natural hair. It was a powerful moment like we have never had on Drag Race before. The emotions are high. What did you think of this performance? It was uh, mesmerizing. I... I think it was really, I mean, I was shocked to see them both in the bottom two, to be to be um, quite uh, blunt. And I didn't know who was going to stay, who was going to leave. We we just saw Bernie uh, lip sync, but we had never seen Cat Cat uh, do it. Um, I think they did amazing, the both of them. I think the reveal of the costumes or lack of lack thereof for Bernie um, when they got undressed was very well done. Um, yeah, I had goosebumps at the end. It was uh, very, very powerful. It, it really was a beautiful trans pride moment. And again, this happened because you had multiple trans contestants on a single season. The queens in the back are having full-on emotional breakdowns. Like, I wish they would have just taken off Hannah's um, uh, microphone because you could hear her sobbing louder than the judges were talking. What is going to happen? captivating cat cat stays is it the end for bernie <laughs> no two weeks in a row double shantae do you agree i mean yes because i didn't want uh, any of them to leave i think it was too soon because i mean as much as i like anna and as much as i like uh miss jade 
they really should leave before either um, CatCat or Bernie. Um, so I was a bit surprised that they would maybe uh, boot Bernie out of the competition. Um, I was actually very surprised that they called CatCat first because once it was Bernie there, yeah, there was no way they were going to get rid of her. So it lost a bit of the I twist. Think, I think they but, did CatCat uh, first because all the queens were crying for Bernie. I don't think it would have been the same for CatCat. Yeah, same. I was a bit like, oh, it's a bit strange that uh, they are all cheering for Bernie and not Cat Cat. But okay. But you know, that image, that very powerful image of seeing Bernie almost naked, like trying to shield herself from the camera, from the judges, crying that, I mean, she was expecting to be eliminated because when do we have two weeks in a row without an elimination, aside from season 14? Um, oh, God. I really... It was a very, I mean, I didn't expect it, to be honest. I mean, it was very shocking and um, very, very glad that they did it. Do you think production was prepared to save both of them or was this a completely based on performance? I cannot imagine that they're very happy to have six queens this late in the competition. So I think they realized that they could have a very big moment having the two of them lip sync against each other. If one of them had bombed the lip sync, I think she would have been uh, out, mm -hmm. but since they both of them did so well, um, they were very justified in keeping them both, I think. As Panjana says, I love Drag Race Philippines. All right, let's go through the highs and lows of Untucked. All six queens head to the workroom as the emotions are high, even as they celebrate. Arizona's happy to drink. Absolute once again. Who do they think are the tops and bottoms? Well, Cat Cat will say that she is feeling she is in the top, though we all know that her delusion is just a joke. She's living the diva fantasy. She will say that Jade, Ovi, and Hana are the top three. Jade will sign off for that. Ovi is feeling that she hopes it's her and, again, Jade and Hana Beshi. Bernie has accepted that she's on the bottom. Cat Cat as well, though she doesn't know who she'll lip sync against. Now, Arizona is annoyed as her outfits keep holding her back. She thinks if her outfits were better, she'd be in the top. She doesn't want to make an excuse as she brought them all and has to own it. She doesn't want to have a train excuse like Dee Marie Holiday. I Shady! Love I love that even then, she's having that kind of breakdown. She's still trying to shade Dee Dee at the She has to. Now, Bernie tells her that she has been strong in the maxi challenges. And, and listen, we have seen other contestants who have not had the best wardrobes on the runway and still make it to the end, Candy Muse. Um, twice. So listen, it's not out of if you have a personality, you can still get to the end and do well in your challenges, but chances are you might not win. We'll find out. Mm -hmm. I bet she will share that she thinks she's in the bottom too because she's not confident in her outfit. But Bernie tells her that she was told she had a nice outfit, regardless, she's just gonna prepare. Hannah will thank Kaka for helping her brainstorm, and if it wasn't for her, she would have not had a storyboard. And Cat Cat. She's in the bottom, regardless of her help. Oh, well. Sorry, girl. Arizona will ask Cat Cat if something is in our mind. But she says no. But we know Cat Cat at this point. If she has something to say, she's going to say it. They're just not used to her being quiet. She will say that she's in the bottom for the first time, so she's processing it. And Bernie says that it's hard for her, too, because they have been at the top and been doing well. And one challenge, they plummet to the bottom. Cat Cat says it's a sucker. It sucks to falter, saying it's ugly what happened to her. Top to suddenly on the bottom. She's almost at the finish line. Now, Ovi reminds us the age-old fact of drag race. You can never be too confident. Even if you have two or ten rue badges, 
you have a safety net, but it's not a guarantee. CatCat will now say that she wanted to say something on the main stage about the time limit and how it's not fair. So CatCat is about to call out Jade in this moment for exceeding the time limit in the shoot. Do you think she's valid in addressing this? And do you think she should have said it on the main stage? Yeah, I have a, can I speak? I have a lot to say about this. I think CatCat, from her perspective, I think she was like, okay, I'm going home that episode. I think she knew she would be in the bottom. She could probably tell that it would be against Bernie and she's not dumb. She would. She knows that Bernie would be super popular and she would not be. I think she was expecting of coasting to the end. I mean, not coasting, but like winning a way to the end and then being the finale. But she knew, I don't, I don't think she expects to win the whole show. I think she mm -hmm. knows her reputation. I think she knows she's the quote unquote villain of the season. And I think she was going home. Um, that's why she's so like lashing out and being a bit uh, weird about it. Because I don't think she wants to be seen as the villain. I think she has that reputation, whether it's warranted or not, I don't know. Um, but she's trying very hard to being like the bigger person, to being nicer, to being, as they will say later, nurturing and helping each other. Hannah like credits her for her success in that challenge. But yeah, she she just cannot stay quiet. She just cannot keep it to herself. I think she has to verbalize it. And you can see it on her face as she's saying it. She's thinking, oh, crap, I'm going to be crucified for this online. People will, like, rip me apart. But she just cannot help herself. She has to say it. And then she's like, okay, no, I've said it. I'm done for, they will rip me to shreds. And she closed herself completely. She's crying. She's leaving the, um, the couch to go be by herself. Um, I really felt for her because it isn't fair. Like it is, it isn't fair. Like she has gone over time. She has not been criticized for it on the runway that we've seen. And um, yeah, Kat Kat is saying, okay, I'm going home that episode. Jade probably is not she's been like praised and everything and yeah i i think it's valid and i think the other queens were thinking it as well no one was daring to do it but when kat kat said it they were all said yeah okay you're valid it's true that she she went over time they, they did ask jade like did you go over time and jane is like uh, yes i did and then they were like okay then kat kat no worries you are valid in what you said so and i i think if kat kat didn't say anything the the production wouldn't have put her in the bottom I don't think she would have Jade would have been in the bottom, which is not fair. Um, yeah. because we we don't like when we feel like the show is producer interfered. Uh, so I think this was the right thing to do. And I, in a way, like this is growth for Cat Cat because I think episode one, episode two, she would have said it on the main stage. But the fact that she decided not to throw someone she has had beef with and has gotten close to under the bus. It proves that she knows it's a competition, but she's not here to ruin any careers, herself included. Exactly. And I, I really felt for her because you could see it was killing her inside to say it. But I think she would have very, very felt uh, horrible had she not said it. It was very um, difficult for her to get it out. Um, and I'm proud of her that she did it in a way that was polite and uh, justified in what she was saying. So Cat Cat will stop saying what she is saying as the Queen's minus Jade will tell her to keep talking as they won't paint her as a villain. And that's the ammunition that she will need to keep on talking. She goes on to get emotional saying, 
it's not fair. She was panicking, trying to film as the time flew by, and she only had one shot for each scene. She says she followed the rules and let it all out. She's now going to walk away, saying it's wrong, and Ovi will take the moment to confirm with Jade that she did go over time. Bernie will tell us that Cat Cat wasn't stirring the pot. She was telling the truth. It really happened. Bernie will visit Cat Cat by the mirror so she tells her she is not leaving and will give a fight she's preparing. And you will see her write, well, get her um, undergarments ready to write on it. Jane will tell the other girls that she doesn't know what to feel. And I have to say regret and remorse are clearly not in her emotional vocabulary because guilt should have been the first words out of her mouth. She should have said that she felt guilty. Cat Cat will come back and say that she has no bad blood with Jade, as the others say she's valid. Bernie wants her to talk about how she's feeling so she doesn't keep it bottled up and blow up later, which we have seen Cat Cat do. Um, listen, as someone who keeps everything bottled up and one day just blows up, it's not good. No bueno. Yeah. No, it, it's, uh, I, you know what? I liked uh, Untucked in season one of uh, Philippines. But I've been loving it in season two. Every episode of Untucked uh, until now has been filled with uh, events and emotions. Yeah. And it's really been uh, fascinating to watch them uh, interact with one another. Um, and I was very, very interested in that uh, whole scene. It was fascinating to me. The queens will hold hands, do a breathing exercise before drinking again their favorite activity. Now, as the queens drink and cheers and do an emotional moment where they say they are all so happy to be there... Arizona has something to say to Mama Cat Cat and Mama Bernie. She tells them that she enjoyed her time with them, saying what she when she entered the competition and saw them both, she noted that they loosened up and she had mistaken misconceptions based on first impressions. She says that she viewed Cat Cat as bitchy and had it not been for this, she wouldn't have seen her other sides. She'd only heard that she was a bitchy person. She is thankful to have formed bonds with them. And Ovi says one thing she realizes once you're there, you don't have anyone to lean on except your sisters. She says it's the most diverse, most amazing, most powerful, most beautiful top six ever. Listeners, is she right? You tell me what the best uh, top six has ever been, because I don't know if I'll go with this one. Anyway, Pangina will say hi <laughs> as she enters the workroom as they're all gagged to see this famous drag queen in person. Bernie tells us that she went to Thailand for Asian Finest Drag Queen 2015, and that is where she first met Pangina. Now, the first thing Pangina will note is the green egg in their bar chow. Is it, a, it is a balut, a.k.a. fertilized duck egg. Now, listeners, I am very familiar with balut because it is one of the infamous items used on the gross food eating challenge on Survivor. No one stomachs it well. And Pangina is not even going to try it because she will tell them in the most graphic details that she had a full-grown balut once where no one told her and she could feel the things you don't want to feel going down her throat. I'm not an adventurous eater. I will be the first to admit it. There are certain foods that people love that I just don't like. Mushrooms, get it out of my face. Like, I hate mushrooms. Seafood, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there slowly. Obviously, to them, balut is not an adventurous food. It's 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 a delicacy. They enjoy it. Um, but now having Pangina like explain the 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 experience as like you've ruined it completely now. 
Um, yeah, I don't want to be rude or like insulting um, Asian culture, but yeah, it's not for me either. What is the most adventurous food you have in Brussels? <laughs> Who knows, like mussels? Like I don't, I don't really like seafood either. <laughs> so I know it's the national dish, but uh, mussels is, is not it really? Sweet. Yeah, mussels with rice. But oh. we do um, we do uh, also eat um, uh, what do you say snails here, which is also not okay. for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we don't really do that here. That that's that definitely a more European thing for us. Um, ooh, no thanks, no thanks. Anyway, Pangina <laughs> will join in the drinking festivities, telling them she wanted to come back there as she has competed before and to see how they're feeling, and if they have any questions. She tells them that she is honest with her critiques and just wants everyone to be better. She is not being mean and hopes they all know that. Do you like when we have a former contestant come back? Because they can give you the perspective and the advice you need. Uh, yes, uh, actually, I was very excited to see her backstage. Um, in season one, Jiggly came and in season two, uh, Pangina. I think it's very relevant for, her, for them um, because... She has been in their shoes, but she's also been a judge. So she can give insights from both sides of the judging table. And I think um, they really, really appreciated it. Um, and you can tell that Panjaina also was very involved in uh, everything that happened in that uh, Untucked End uh, main episode. So uh, yeah, it was a great moment. I was very happy to see her. She tells them that this is just the beginning of their career as the world is going to get to see them and get, and the great side is that now they are on Drag Race, they can compete on the other franchises like something versus the world. And then I was like, wait, what about something versus the world? You know, something Wong versus the world. There it is. Uh, Pangina is glad to hear that they appreciated their critiques and then compliments all Filipino comedians for being great at the art of lip syncing. She'll give them advice that this is the time for the world to see them and the way the world gets to know them. So don't be afraid to take a risk. Don't be afraid to act a fool. She knows it must be stressful as it is not easy to be able to contact, to communicate with the outside world. So she's there for them. They're going to have a feeling circle moment. I was like, oh boy, you're asking drunk people to share their feelings. That never ends well. Arizona says she is feeling sad because it's always her outfits holding her back and she can't do anything about it because she can't go outside. Panchina says that she shouldn't have any fear about asking for help. If she knows someone has a fashion game on, she says you can tell them about comedy exchange for some fashion. Panchina says it's not about having expensive outfits. You hear that, Miss Hong Kong? It's not about expensive outfits. She says it's about conceptual and putting an outfit together and editing. More may make you look cheap. Didn't we have a bitch earlier this season say more is more? All right, now we're really confusing the contestants. I want to say two things. First of all, you can see that image where Arizona is like, first of all, that dress looks really, really horrible in that image. It's too big. It's it's see-through. It's really cheap looking. She's all muddy from the paint. The wig is getting undone. It, yeah, that's poor, poor Arizona. It was not the best she looked. And she's also like man-spreading like crazy. 
<laughs> it's really, really, really bad. But um, I think I completely agreed with Panjaina. I know that Cat um, uh, Cat in the shoes runway, she was wearing a suit from Amazon, but you couldn't tell because she styled it so well. Mm -hmm. And here, I mean, that dress, I don't know where Arizona got it, but I think with a few adjustments, it could have been nice. So um, completely agree that as long as you can style it and sell it on the runway, it can work. But yeah, that was not going to work, unfortunately. Hat Cat will ask Pangina what her experience was like after being eliminated. She says she cried for two days as she felt she failed her country, dishonored her family like Mulan, but realized it's a competition and someone always has to go home, but that doesn't dictate how successful you'll be outside the camp competition. See, Pangina is living proof. Pangina will remind them and slightly read dear friend of the pod, Nikki Dahl, who went home third and now she hosts a fucking franchise. And um, production did her dirty by showing her promo from season 12 rather than one of her stellar hosting looks. Um, but hey, Nikki Dahl is one of the most successful queens on the planet as she just surpassed 1 million followers. Good for yes. you, girl. So proud of her. So proud of her. Um, when I tagged her in the post, she sent back a little heart. And then I was like, you should ask every one of your followers for $1 and then you'll be a millionaire. Thinking. Um, <laughs> can I just say, last time we saw Pangina on the show, I mean, aside from that episode, she was crying like crazy being eliminated from UK versus the world. And I really, really like that now we got to get the closure out of that event. Like she's sure. saying how she felt what it meant for her and how she bounced back from it. And I, yeah, for me, that's really amazing to see in that episode, which I didn't expect huh? in Untucked of Drag Race Philippines season two to have the closure of that episode from UK versus the world. But um, that was really, really nice to, to see. I mean, to be fair, we did have, a, um, I guess, the the pre-closure moment on All-Stars 8 when she did come back as a lip-sync assassin, but it wasn't so eloquently um, revealed like it was there. Indeed. Hannah will ask and thank Panjana and tells her she relates to her what she said about feeling like she's representing her hometown. And Panjana says that before you can represent a place or a group of people, you have to represent you. And she didn't know that going into the competition. Hannah will take this to heart and promise Panjana that she will steam her outfit. Pangina will touch and feel and examine the material as she will introduce her to another thing called needle and thread, as Hannah will admit she safety pinned her outfit. Don't tell that to the guest judge. Girl, girl, she was really drunk. I, yeah, but uh, I really liked what uh, Pangina said there, and I it seemed to really click in uh, Hannah's yeah. head as well, so it was a good, good scene between the two of them. Miss Jade So will tell us that she finds Panjana to be very eloquent and she aspires to be like her and wishes she could talk like her without stuttering. Um, let's hope you learn. Let's let I, I hope Panjana helped you out with some um non-gen Z language. Jade will tell Panjana that the last time they met, she didn't get any pics with her. So now everyone is going to have their meet and greet photo taken, unlike Jiggly, who didn't grant them their meet and greet. Um I have two photos with Pangina. I've not posted my second one yet. Um, will you be visiting London for DragCon UK 2024? 
I would like to, but uh, unfortunately, I can't. Um, but yeah, I'm very jealous, uh, especially if Pangina is there. I don't know if she will be. I've seen that Drag Race France season two will be there, so I'm extra jealous. Um, but yeah, that moment where they all posed for that picture was so... I mean, they didn't even pose. They said, take a screech. It was so tempy. Yes. <laughs> very much... Uh, did it, didn't we have like... Someone in, in, I think, All-Stars 8 had a meet-and-greet costume, mm -hmm. and then she took a picture, and they actually did yeah. the clip. <laughs> that was yeah. really funny. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm excited for... All I'm going to say to the people at DragCon, I... No, give me new people. Everyone you've posted so far, I've already met or interviewed. I need new people, so if I want to really go, give me new people. Like, I don't know, just... Just announced Drag Queen already. Like, tell us that that cast is gonna be there. They're like five minutes away. You can just run over. Come on, give us our international cast. Yeah, two hours train. Come on, Belgian queens, on. go go there. And so far, the only um uh, new cast member that has been announced is from Dragosphere, and that's Endigo, who's also a drag on LA. So, like, give me somebody new. Whatever. Just me venting. Just me venting. Mm. All right. Pangina will leave and wishes whoever is lip-syncing luck and says it's not the end if you go home as her career is doing just fine. Push down the doors and take over the world. Oh, and Pangina is going to take the steamer as she doesn't have one. That steamer got so much screen time. So much screen time. Jade will tell the class she wants to be like Pangina, but Ovi is like, how can you be like her if she doesn't do the crazy shit you do? Now the TV screen will turn on and it's time for a message for Bernie from her birth boyfriend. It's very sweet and emotional video. Um, she's feeling emotions. And then she's like, psych, I'm not really that emotional. This is just happy. We learn that he is in Mindanao in the Philippines Army. She shares that he is very supportive and helped her with her costumes. Love wins. Um, I would love to like know a little bit more about um, um, the Philippines Army and what it, what it means to be part of the community in the Army. Was stunned when they said that and uh, yeah. I, I always remember I think uh, was uh, in season 3 with Alexis and her boyfriend in the army that she couldn't really say anything about and here right. yeah that the fact that he recorded the video full face like Bernie love you I was like wow that's uh, very very nice to see and again another video this time from Arizona's boyfriend with braces uh, though Arizona jokes that they showed the wrong boyfriend um is it a joke or is she actually giving us like a haha? Maybe I have multiple boyfriends. I don't know. We don't know the truth. She's now, Arizona. So Arizona will cry drunkenly. Like this was a drunk person crying. Um, she tells them that her boyfriend was her only safe space and she didn't anticipate getting this far in the competition. She tells the girls that she is pulling all her strength from her people and knows that she feels their presence. She is super happy to know they are celebrating her. She doesn't care what happens. She just wants to know she has support. And I'm like, you know what, that's that's something that we don't necessarily always articulate, especially in the artistic field, is it's one thing to do what you do, but if you do it and not have support from your people, it feels like you're not doing it at all. And I feel that way sometimes. Yeah, yeah it was nice to see uh, in that episode and the one before that you could see the families and the videos. Uh, it really adds context to who they are as drag performers and as people. And um, yeah, it was very interesting to see how Bernie and, um, and Arizona reacted to their boyfriends there. 
Arizona is happy to have the motivation to push and do better. And and with only two episodes left, I don't know. This is one of those arcs, one of those defining arcs that could make her a finalist. Who knows? We'll watch Lip Sync one last time and see the emotional double save. They thought it was the end, but alas, let's see what happens next time. Six queens still remain. I got some burning questions. Are you ready? Yes. What is the legend of this lip sync? Where does it rank in double saves? Very high. I think the I think it was one of the rare cases where the lip sync actually um, decided that there would be a double save, that it wasn't pre-planned by production. Yeah. Um, the song was great. They both looked amazing. The They really embodied the power of the song and the emotion between each of them. So, um, yeah, no, very, very nice lip sync. I'm going to say something controversial, and I apologize, Lolita. You got knocked down a peg. This one beat you. I'm so good. Who won the week? Who had the best episode? I'm going to say Ovi. I think she really sold herself, her personality, her brand. She looked amazing. She was by far the best in the challenge. And um, yeah, I think she deserved it. Uh, I would say Ovi, but I'm going to say Panjana simply because she has proven yes. <laughs> we need Drag Race Thailand back or more time with her. Um, she is excellent, excellent, excellent. It's the semifinals, and we have a six-person remix. Boy, who do you think will do well, and how many will we lose before the finale? If I were them, I would do a double elimination, but I don't know. I don't know what they will they will do. Uh, who is gonna do well? Um, I mean, Arizona uh, and Bernie won their um challenge where they had to do it in the first episodes mm -hmm. so i think they will do well i think jade and cat cat also did very good um yeah i'm worried about about hannah i think she's if the she one raps again it's it's over yeah 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 and i also i think clearly she's not in the plans of the producers so i think she should be very worried after eight episodes the winner is bernie interesting interesting um i don't know i'm very 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 conflicted i i can't see jade winning at this point um because i'm going to liken it to a miss vivaldi you cheat once you, you, the fans are not going to be happy i don't see her winning um hanabashi is not going to win Ovi Cunt, I think, is being set up for a future season somewhere else. I don't see them wanting her win right now. Now you're yes. left with Arizona, Cat Cat, and Bernie. I don't know if they see Bernie as the face of the franchise. So then for me, I'm back to Arizona and Cat Cat. And this is where it gets interesting. Arizona is very much giving you very precious Paul and Nicole vibes, but no one's going to be her. She's she, she's proven that she's good, but she's not precious Paul and Nicole. Captivating Cat Cat on paper has a great resume to win. I just don't know if the international backlash she's gotten is going to play into this. And she's I'm too very, controversial. I'm very fearful for that. Um, so with that. I'm crazy. I'm going with Arizona by default. I think Arizona has good chances, especially if she wins the next episode. She can definitely then uh, go on to win the season. But to me, I see... So you, you 
completely right. I don't think Kat Kat has any chance of winning because of the controversy around her. Um, also, she's being painted as a villain, and I don't think villains win uh, uh, seasons often um, in Drag Race. So for me, it's between Bernie and uh, Arizona. Um, I think what Bernie has that Arizona doesn't is the emotional story with her uh, losing her sight. I think that can definitely play a factor in uh, in the, the producer's um choices um yeah i i think bernie has a good because i think if they wanted to eliminate her they could have eliminated her now mm -hmm. you know so um i think they wanted her to stay for a good reason i think she's gonna propel it i think for me as i see it i think final four would be ov arizona cat cat and bernie and i do think final lip sync would be cat cat against bernie the remix uh and i think bernie will take it but we will see uh, if arizona or ovi wins i will be very happy as well i think all i mean all six of them are great those four are especially great but you can really see that cat cat and bernie are level above the others and um yeah we'll see yeah and it's interesting you bring up the site thing because we have not heard it again since episode two technically yeah. Um, which is interesting because as viewers of Drag Race Mexico, seeing once you have one bit of hotline, you're going to hear it in all 12 episodes. Don't you think it's something that she will break out again in the in the final chat with the Mama It might Mama be. It might be. Because um, that's the thing. It's like, I don't think Bernie necessarily is playing the game of Drag Race. She's playing the game of a competition. Um, and we know that those two things are very different. I think Bernie, I mean, I, I said it before, I don't think she is actually a big drag race fan. I think she's just there as a competition. I think yeah. also the fact that all those girls, or almost all of them come from the same bars, like Obar and Nectar. I think she probably has heard all the other ones being like, oh, you should do it. You're so good. You will win. Blah, blah, blah. I don't think she's very like, too much versed in what it entails to win drag race. Yeah. But uh, she has been so good the whole season. She's She's very bad at uh, her reading, but she's good at acting. She's good at um, singing, dancing, performing. And uh, I think she would be a good winner for the franchise. Um, Arizona as well. Uh, she would be very comedy-centric, very camp uh, queen. And uh, yeah, I mean, you can always buy uh, nicer looks once you win the show. So who knows? And one thing before we go, I just need to call this bitch out. Um, a lot of the queens were showcase who were eliminated showcase their um, their twinning look. Dee Dee Marie Holiday has a drag daughter. Her name Venus Deluxe, and yet who does she pick to do the makeover with? Precious Paul and Nicole. I get it, they're sisters, whatever. But come on, that is clout chasing. Come on, whatever. It's still it was still beautiful photos. Right. He is an interesting, uh, interesting character. He's so sure. fascinating. All right. Where yeah. can we find you on social media? Any money giving platforms you want to share and any projects you want to plug? You can find me on uh, Instagram, uh, ddavid1988. And that's my only social. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Michael. It's always a pleasure. <laughs>